0: You can email back and forth, you can text with them, all on your time schedule, all from the convenience of your phone or your computer. So check it out at betterhelp.com DSO, that's betterhelp.com DSO, and get 10% off your first month of service with BetterHelp. We are oh, live. Oh, good. No, no snags, no nothing. Cool. Now let me bring right. up my comments window here so we can follow along with people's comments. Ben. Maybe, maybe, maybe. All right. The, you know what I'm going to have to do? Have you seen this yet?
1: <clears throat> is it, oh, I have. <laughs> I'm actually going to need to do that. I can't see anymore either.
0: It's bad. It's like bad, bad. It's just, just like that, too. So the old is macular degeneration. We're not hey, getting any younger.
1: Have, how old are
0: you? Don't worry about it. Is, is that important? Right? How old are you?
1: Well, I'm 42, and well, I. Well,
0: I'm older like- than you. Uh, 48, 48 years of age.
1: Man, yeah, you women just desiccate faster than or something. <laughs> <laughs> it just oh, with, you're older.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, well, welcome everyone. Whoever is online joining us. So far, not many. Give it a second. Um, for those that don't know, I'll introduce myself first. I am Ralph Rafaelito, a.k.a. DSO from dadstartingover.com. I'm the bald dude that's in all the videos and stuff. That's how people are knowing me now is bald dude on videos because cool. I, I put out a lot of these. I've had one hit the 5 million mark. How about you, Samantha? Have you had a 5 million video yet?
1: No. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> I, don't, I
1: don't have anything looked at that much. No way.
0: No well, you just no have way. to say something controversial.
1: Yeah, either, I know. The and they go. I yeah i don't like to get uh, the stuff i would all this stuff is like about blowjobs you talk about blowjobs and you get views and there's only so much i could talk about blowjobs honestly that's like true it's, that's true yeah, you know.
0: kind of a limited topic uh hello i super enjoy your content says honey armstrong i love that name honey honey is that your real name or is that a nickname i've seen you a few times on here and i always wondered
1: oh i Take see your time. comments oh, somebody named justin so wait this thing justin is says hello
0: hello justin yeah, I, on my little right. main navigation screen, because I am the master of this meeting, I can see all the comments from everywhere. So far, we yeah. only have the two, right. Justin and Miss Honey. All so right, cool. welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome. You know, we have no plan for this, do we? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but I hope to say something interesting so that you can make a video out of it, because that is always helpful for me. It's when you do the videos because my videos are not as good as your videos. You got like something with a caption where like the words go in different colors, pretty cool. I don't know how to do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it uh, there are programs that do that for you. It's not like I sit here and type all that out. I just upload. It does its magic. Done.
1: <laughs> I know the programs. I don't know any of it. <laughs> there is a
0: there is an app there is an app for the phone and its name is sure. Are you ready for if you, Are you ready for this? Its name is yeah. captions, captions. If you oh, go I'm download sure. captions, yeah. it will create captions for you. Done. You, you just uh, you just put there and you put it up there and uh, upload from your phone yeah. and away you go. Pretty cool, yeah. And the, the 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 quick videos way more views than the long videos, like way way more.
1: I see that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you yeah. have to say anything. That and sub then you make a little video
0: about it. Sub one minute. Yeah. Yeah. So. What shall we talk about? What's new in your... Well, Honey is just... Uh, she says, I'll let you decide, LOL. Oh, Honey, being all sassy. <laughs> I do have a question. I recently left a narcissist ex, and I went, no, because this is a question from Facebook. I have to narrate this for people that watch the video later, because it looks like I'm talking to myself. A question from Honey from Facebook. I do have a question. I recently left a narcissist ex, and I went, no contact, and now I am declared by him a covert narcissist. And I don't know how to deal with this. Samantha, how how common is that for people to well, project?
1: Honey, yeah, I mean, uh, narcissists tend to marry narcissists. So overt, covert, it's kind of all the same thing. Dramatic people are drawn to dramatic people. So y'all both probably have a dog in this fight and I would just let it go. You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of evidence that, you know, it's not like a dramatic person is drawn to just some some pure saint that just is not how things go. So I would just try to leave this in the past. Therapy can help you recover and get right back on the dating market, hopefully in a healthier sort of way to attract healthier sort of people. And I do wish you the best with that.
0: Here's what I say to the honey in a very non-clinical, smart point of view. Um, if he is in fact by your determination a narcissist person, then who gives a fuck what he has to say? <laughs> <laughs> he could say, You're an alien from Mars. You just let it go in one ear and out the other. You're just like, oh, That's okay. Well,
1: Grey Rock, there's a way to deal with difficult people yeah. by just being bland and whatever.
0: Yeah, I guess it-
1: the theme yeah. for this live stream is anything. That's the theme.
0: Anything you want it to be. It's yeah, Q&A. Chris is like, is there a theme for this? No. Chris
1: is like, whatever. why am I here? What is this? <laughs> yeah,
0: g- Give me something here, people. Sorry. This is just two yahoos yapping away with an hour to spare here in the middle of the day. Live on the internet for all to see. And uh, let me go. I'd like to hear it. A-
1: I feel young when I'm the one who reads it because I can still do it for another few months, probably. So I'd like to hear y'all's thoughts on how avoidance treat the kids and pets. Oh, I got good, good stuff on this and how that could give hope to their partner that they can work on that with respect to the marriage. I have a post or a podcast on that. It's watch out for how the avoidant person treats kids before concluding that they could change more for you because avoidant or anxious or depressed or addicted or any type or personality disordered people They love the kids and the pets the most, right? They love them more than you. I'm sure you feel that. So if they can't even really be that nice to the kids or the pets, what hope is there, right? So there's a lot of people who are like, Well, now that I think about it, my wife really loves the kids, but she can't get off the phone around them either. So, like, she loves the kids, but she feels touched out and pulls away when they hug her, also. So, like, kind of what, like, my husband loves the kids, but he's an irritable bastard around them. Like, whatever. Like, if that's as good as it gets, then that's as good as it gets. But conversely, if they are much, much, much warmer to the kids and the pets than you, then it may, in fact, be a marriage issue versus an avoidant attachment dish what do you
0: think well well this um (laughs) a big picture comment on this is is it just to me samantha or is everyone talking about attachment right now
1: oh yeah it's it's hot it's hot right now attachment is hot
0: (laughs) where'd that come from because i don't know oh
1: there's a book Patched by Amir Levine that came out like five plus years ago. And then there was even a New York Times article on how people are loving that book. And I felt like so validated because I had just recommended it to a client. Attachment theory was around from like the 70s or earlier. We studied it as part of developmental psych, but it didn't hit the mainstream until very, very recently. People love personality testing and it's just hot right now, just like narcissism and toxic and gaslighting and like all that stuff. So totally attachment style is everything right
0: now. There is a, there's a gentleman, I don't know if you've run into him. I've seen him on social media and he's been on a couple of podcasts called Adam. His name is Adam Lane Smith and he is a former psychotherapist, marriage counselor. And he decided he's going to focus on attachment and boom, he has blown up. He is just everywhere. And uh, he's selling a course now for about 500 bucks on attachment and, I'd love to have him on the podcast at some point because he's uh, really getting out there. But shows it's huge. People are identifying with it. They're like, hmm, something to this whole how I was raised as a kiddo determines my attachment to others in the future. How interesting.
1: Yeah, sure. And people are really into seeing it in their relationship and the patterns of pursuing and distancing. And that's what it is for a preoccupied, avoidant hmm. relationship. The other term is pursuing And, uh, you know, I mean, that's, there's also fearful avoidant when you've been abused. But, you know, I have podcasts on all of this on the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Can I there read that one? I know him.
0: Please go ahead. Take it away, Samantha.
1: And then we'll go back to you. We'll go back to you, James, in a second. Jonathan says, Samantha encourages men to invest in their home life, chores, parenting, and emotional couples life, romance, communication, making a deeper connection with their wives. How does this jibe with Esther Perel's and the Manosphere's theory that intimacy and erotic energy are inversely correlated? Esther says the key to keeping the marriage sex life is more separation. Want to do Inter- it
0: first? Interesting. Well, I mean, that's one way, I guess, of looking at it. This is there. There is this grand theme dichotomy. I don't know what the what the proper term is between the what I ter- use in my words, and I'm sure I didn't come up with this. Maybe I totally ripped this off from Esther, whoever. The domestic, the comfortable, the family, the all that stuff, and the erotic, the sexy, the fun. Yeah, I I it, it, it's tough to put the two together, and live in harmony yeah. with each other. And what Esther and the others have determined is, wow, it seems if you want to maintain, you can't unmesh the two, there has to be some little separation of the two to maintain both within a relationship. And I also say much the same thing. M- much of my, um, uh, what's the word, advice to men is predicated upon the fact that most of the men I talk to are very anxious in their attachment. There we go. And, and they're always chasing and pursuing and, and, and trying to go after a woman who has basically been like, can you just cool it already, dude? And so the prescription for those men is, back the fuck off, dude. You are just quit smothering and hanging all over your woman. Go do something. These men don't have much to do other than just with their wife and kids 24-7. So the prescription is, how about you become a more, quote, distant man? And that really triggers in these men, like, are you telling me to back away from the person I love more than anything and become a single man? No, it's called health, having healthy distance, so I can see where Esther comes up with much the same kind of uh, a prescription at a at a grander scale. Is that um, I, I don't necessarily think she says intimacy and and sexuality and romance can't cohabitate. I guess that begs the question well, of what your definition of intimacy.
1: I... Here's the thing is like a lot of preoccupied attachment guys, such as the ones, you know, that follow relationship people on the Internet. uh, So therefore, inhabit most of the comment sections of both of our uh, pages and whatever. They think that you are saying to act or I or anybody or Esther Perel is saying to act more like a jerk. But in reality, what we are advising is for them to act more like a securely attached person like somebody who literally just has their own life, like because they're a securely attached person and they don't invest 1000% of their being into the outcome of the intimate relationship. And so that's not telling them to act avoidant. Avoidant guys don't do well. Like avoidant guys are being dragged by their wives into couples counseling with me. And these women are begging the avoidant men to be more emotional and more expressive and to be around more and to be interested and engaged and involved. And they genuinely want it. And when those guys can learn to themselves then act more secure. So they have to come here and the preoccupied attachment people come here. The goal is for everybody to act more securely attached, which means that you have your own life, but you are a loving and intimate partner. That is also how you create a securely attached adult is by parenting a child in that way, so that they're allowed to leave you and do their own thing. But then you are a secure base when they come back. And so that provides the template for later secure attachment in adult relationships so nobody jonathan or anybody else who's listening is saying to act like a jerk or to specifically uh make up shit for you to go do that isn't real it's saying like don't you can't you think of fulfilling things to do as an adult that don't involve following your wife around and asking if she's mad at you today you know and and the answer should be yes and if it's not then therapy can help or coaching or whatever
0: but to an anxious person Tiptoeing towards more secure behavior feels an awful lot like tiptoeing towards asshole behavior. And yes. so it, it takes a lot of convincing to them to say, it's okay to get out and do your own thing. It's okay to hang out with friends. It's okay to have a hobby or in manly terms, a mission outside of the home. These things make you a more complete, healthy, mentally healthy human being. And like, But but what if my partner thinks I'm cheating? That's a very, very common anxious man thing. I, I can't exercise. My My partner will think I'm cheating. Like, dude, exercise. It's for your health. It's you, God forbid you look good in the process. Well, yeah, but you don't know my wife. She'll think I can't do that. I need to f- figure out other ways to build attraction other than getting away from her. It's like, so to right. them, everything looks looks toxic. Right. To and them, in
1: reality, those women are so relieved when the man leaves the house. <laughs> yes. You know, they're so <laughs> they finally get the house to themselves without him following her around, asking what she's thinking and feeling. You know, and uh, it's. They think then that that's proof that women are attracted to these elusive avoidant types. In reality, they're attracted to just a confident kind person that sometimes yes does their own thing, you know, because that's yeah. what people do.
0: The uh, the mantra of the of the frustrated man in the dating world. It seems that all women love are assholes. Only women like oh, jerks.
1: That is so sickening. That is so what's wrong. A, what's so up, up with that?
0: And you, and you listen to them and go, give me an example. And they tell me an example, and I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like I'm waiting for the asshole behavior. I'm not hearing it yet. What, yeah. what are you talking right, about? Because right. well, this guy like took like – she was complaining because the guy took a full two days to answer her back after they had a date. I was like, well, maybe the guy's away on a business trip. Maybe he's busy. Maybe he'll eventually get around to it. Maybe
1: Right. Yep. Exactly. And, That's um, – the ones that they but however there are some guys that say oh yeah like i know this girl that her ex-boyfriend used to like you know beat the shit out of her and she would go back to him and i'm like that's an unhealthy person that is was she probably was abused as a child poor thing you know that is not a normal reaction if it's an abusive man and the woman is drawn to him, that's not who you're going to want to be the mother of your children, right? That's somebody struggling mightily with self esteem and with a probably a history of childhood abuse herself. The an average healthy woman does not want a jerk at all.
0: I do and, so, and so, what you're pointing to, though, is what I have seen from a lot of men: the pedestalization, as we call it, of of the of the female human. It's they're all obviously beyond perfect, especially compared to us Neanderthal men. So when I see a woman do something that is uh, innately unhealthy or toxic or whatever, she's attracted to a a guy who's a raging asshole or whatever it may be. In that man's mind, that is such an anomaly. That is such a, oh, holy shit. I can't believe this woman actually has this kind of level of dysfunction that for some reason, these men paint all women with that paintbrush. Well, there we go. Damn it, I was wrong. The women aren't saints after all. They're all just going after abusive, yeah, shithead yeah. humans. It's, like, yeah. it's a very weird little phenomenon that I see quite often.
1: Black and white thinking everywhere, all especially all over the comment sections. That anybody who thinks enough about these things, you know, to be mean in a comment section is not really, you know, who you would put up as a paragon of mental health so <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: the, a paragon of mental health i'm going to use that one <laughs> like, that's
1: the, good the, that's why I, I use the secret group like i have a paid group even 4.99 a month man really that, that
0: eliminates the, quite a bit doesn't it yeah mm-hmm.
1: the mm-hmm. level of dysfunction, you know let's go, uh, go back to Union, the one before jonathan Boutel.
0: one moment please uh when a wife uh, okay when a wife says this is from James on Facebook, when a wife says that she has no desire for you and no desire to have sex with you, is there hope well that's pretty blunt language isn't it? I don't want you, I want nothing to do with you. Get the hell away from me um not good James that's for sure, but i there's schools of thought, one of which is um I guess you could construe it as somewhat belittling to women, which is, hey, women are somewhat emotional, and they say some shit that they really don't mean sometimes if you catch them at the wrong time of the month, especially if you know what I mean, wink, wink. So just let it go in one ear out the other. That's one way of interpreting it. The other one is, whoa, well, we got a serious freaking problem here. <laughs> this is no bueno. What's going on here? Is Does she have a legitimate complaint? Like, am I physically not the greatest person in the world? Is my hygiene horrible? Do I treat her like shit? Do I... There could be uh, – this is a multifaceted huge yeah. thing.
1: We need to know more about the story, yeah. James. We need to know if she said this to you screaming at you because she just <laughs> found you, you know, on uh, Ashley Madison or because, you know, it was the day before her period and she found you on Ashley Madison. But we don't <laughs> know was going on. You know, or does she literally say – well you know it has been 10 years since we've been intimate and it's finally time for me to tell you i am never ever going to do this again in case you thought that we were you know so there is, is a whole range james so just follow up you know we've got nothing but time here so follow <laughs> up <laughs>
0: well, that remind do you need to get out of here by a certain time i want to make sure i'm uh, conscious of your time me. here i don't
1: know, i got time i mean i can't right, imagine cool. it than an hour
0: hey, these things go by fast um, yeah. When we do our DSO fraternity meetings, it's two hours and it goes by like that because we just yap and yap. Men just I'm love doing to talk.
1: Two hours, though. <laughs> okay. Um,
0: okay. So let me go down here. It, uh, Adnor from YouTube says Is there such a thing as an avoidant who is able to also maintain an active married sex life? Yes. I would, yeah. I would think this, you, I'm avoidant, doesn't mean you have this and this is your, your, uh, these are the cards you've been dealt as far as your human behavior is concerned. No, it's like a lot, on the spectrum.
1: Yes. And a, a lot of avoid... Are you talking about... A, I guess he's talking about a woman, like an avoidant wife, because avoidant men have sex constantly. But <laughs> avoidant women can also have sex. They would rather have sex than look into each other's eyes and talk about that we love each other. You know, I mean, it may not be the most intimate sex in the world, but like an avoidant, avoidant is that you're avoidant of like intimacy. You don't want to need somebody, you know, you don't want to feel beholden to somebody. You're very self-reliant, but you could certainly have sex. Yes. it don't have anything to do with that. Until, you know, unless it did for you in your specific case, then you could certainly elaborate.
0: Be careful, Samantha, because you just separated real emotional intimacy from the act of sexual intercourse i'm yes, told by it does. well i'm told by a lot of people that that's completely impossible you have to have one or the other um a, a common uh a strike against a lot of men that are wanting more sexual intimacy from their wife is well you have not emotionally connected with me that's why we're doing that until you figure out that secret combination of how to get into my head and connect you know, yes, with yes, me yes. then we can't do that
1: Yes, I am big on that. We can do that. (laughs) And I I have a podcast podcast that says, well, you can't always wait. And like, yes, you can have sex before you're feeling emotionally close, because remember, that is a way to feel emotionally close, like make up sex. You know, I mean, there are ways for and, and people don't seem to understand that it used to be before the current day and age that people had sex in marriage. That was kind of how it went. You know, and maybe you're not feeling good about somebody that day, but you don't really just take sex off the table. Taking sex off the table in these high numbers has been a relatively recent phenomenon, especially given that nobody's supposed to cheat anymore. Because it used to be if a woman didn't want to have sex anymore, then the guy would, of course, still have sex. I mean, he didn't go through menopause, you know, but like it was kind of understood now it's and the guys are the ones too nobody wants like sometimes a woman will even be like why don't you go get a girlfriend and he'll be like no because he's got this storybook in his head about how it's always supposed to be her even though she's 65 and he wants to have sex like three times a week like oh my god you know (laughs) but yeah and i know your testosterone-fueled fans aren't gonna like that one but i mean that is just a lot you know for somebody who's postmenopausal. so but the guy still doesn't want to get a girlfriend
0: if you wanted your successful TikTok moment, you just did it right
1: there.
0: <laughs> that segment right there, I'm going to cut that. Oh boy, yep, yeah. there's a five million one right there. <laughs> do you find Do you find that you piss off a lot of ladies with a lot of stuff you say? Yes,
1: but it's so funny because so many guys tell me that I'm pissed that I'm. A, I just got um, a what am I, andro? Not an androgen. What am I, andro? Miss I'm a Miss oh. I'm Miss misandrist. I'm telling women to have sex with their husbands. If I'm a Miss man, I mean that I don't know who the hell is is not because then that's crazy. So yes, I find I piss off everybody. I'm I'm equal opportunity. I piss off men and women. I even Very be good. like like in the same podcast, I'll piss off men and women. It's amazing. Well, sure. It's a skill. <laughs>
0: Okay. All right. Uh, one of my favorites, Halal young, is a young lady. I was corrected on my last uh, uh, one I did of these. I wasn't sure if Halal was a young lady or a man, but Halal, young lady, thank you so much for joining us today. What does a healthy sex life look like? Well, I mean, that just depends on who you ask, right?
1: Well, if she asks me, I have a podcast that's titled, What Does a Healthy Sex Life Look Like? so You should look that up <laughs> on the Dr. Psych Mom Show. What does a healthy sex life look like? But I'm sure we could just sit here and Opine about it as well. So Ralph, what do you think a healthy sex life looks like? Or you want me to go?
0: What are we talking about uh, in terms of frequency, in terms of connection? There's a whole bunch of men that I talk to that say I would be fine if it was just a few times a month, as long as the quality connection, whatever was awesome, then I'd be like, yay. Um, Versus I have some guys that I'm like, it needs to be on a daily basis or I'm about to lose my marbles. So and it's so frequency wise, I hear it's all over the place. Quality wise, it's all over the place. Yeah. I, it's, it's all over the place. I can tell you what I like, but what's the matter? It's what you like halal and what other people like.
1: Well, halal. I mean, I think that what you uh, what I usually say is that a healthy sex life is when people can talk about what they want when it's open minded, when people are not shaming each other, it really has very little to do with frequency or even the sort of activity that's engaged in. You know, it has to do with two people that can be open and honest and intimate with one another and where sex is not a battleground or something that we use against each other or something that is unilaterally withdrawn from from, you know, from the relationship and where you can openly discuss your needs and your desires there's so many men by the way that would be thrilled to death if the woman just talked about a fantasy it's like you know if if she just even Or if she doesn't have any, which a lot of low libido women don't, despite that men don't believe that. They don't masturbate. They don't have fantasies. And guys are like, no way. Yes, way. If you're a low libido woman, you don't masturbate. You don't have fantasies. You know, just like, are they secretly scrapbooking? No, they don't like scrapbooking. Why would they secretly scrapbook? They're not scrapbooking at all. So it's the same with low libido women and sex. They have a low libido. That's what it means. But Anywho, if the guy said uh, that he had a fantasy, even if she didn't even have one, if she was just even curious or interested, they would be over the moon. You just have to be open and curious and interested in your partner to be a good partner in sex or otherwise.
0: What's, isn't it interesting that I went immediately to the very manly thing of frequency? How many times and you went to the more deeper emotional side of connecting and being more, you know, connecting up here in the head. And so it's just very interesting, the the Well, yeah, yeah, I
1: am a psychologist, so thankfully. That's you true, know, that's I mean, true. You know, just talking about the Excel spreadsheet count of it. <laughs> 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 but, I, but in terms yeah. of, but actually Halal, if you wanted to know um, what research suggests is that a marriage, a happy marriage is associated, happiness in a marriage is associated with at least once a week of sexual frequency. Above that, Unfortunately, again, for the followers, it is not associated with increased happiness in the relationship as reported by both, but under that is increased, is associated with unhappiness in the relationship. That so seems to be the way, tipping
0: point. Yeah. That once a week seems point. to be the. Oh, yeah, there you do. go.
1: That's I see in my practice as yeah. well. When I see people every two weeks and they haven't had sex in that whole time, it's like a. It's like a very mournful vibe, you know, in the session. (laughs) Like nobody's doing well if it's been two weeks. But if it's been one week, then people are like still kind of all right.
0: Let me move on here to the comments. Nancy says, my husband, Nancy from Facebook says, my husband wants to make me jealous sometimes. At our kitchen window, he looks out and he notices of women walking by. And he looks on purpose and he says, Ooh, la. How do I respond? In order to avoid a further quarrel. I know he loves me and we've been together for over 35 years. He knows I am jealous. He perhaps too. No one has cheated. Um, uh, there's a the spelling.
1: Do I not get to see all the comments? <laughs> I, am
0: not, I am not bad looking, Nancy says. Nancy. And I spoke once about our young and handsome neighbor. Was that a mistake of mine? Thank you. Well, you know, all right. Let me just say this. I, I am a little unfair in my uh, commentary on this, simply because my wife and I have a pretty open relationship. Well, I shouldn't say that. We don't have an open sexual relationship. Let me just say that to the people out there. <laughs> you, we have an open communicative relationship.
1: relationship.
0: In In terms of... Oh, look at that pretty girl out there. She will say that to me just as much as I will say that to her, simply because it's a pretty girl. We all notice the super pretty girl walking in front of us. Every head is turning. She's not above saying, look at that, and I'm not above looking at that and giving her the elbow. And she's not above saying, uh, I've mentioned this before, uh, for some reason what really gets her going are the football players in their tight pants. She's not above saying, the, cause the, you, the you could see the package on the guy on the, on the and I'm like, okay, thank you, appreciate it, and we just laugh it off. Other people hearing that may say, "What the hell, guys? This is completely unhealthy. You shouldn't be looking at other human beings in that way. This is you're teetering towards cheating." La, 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 la. And I just like, what? That's no, it's crazy, just bro. that's always been us. That's
1: bad, like that's so, the reality. Yeah. that humans are attractive.
0: Yes, and so if, you it,
1: admit if another human is attractive, then you got a very tenuous well, connection.
0: There you go. But that is, from what I've seen, dare I say, the majority of people that I've talked to. It's like, that is way out there, Ralph. That's completely unheard of. No, we you would never The majority of
1: people on the Titanic were not in a good mood, though, you know, because. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is true. Who are we talking to, right? So, Nancy, when you come to me and say, my husband, I caught my husband looking out the window at some chicken. He goes, ooh, check that out. It, well, I, I guess the point is, if you have made it pretty bluntly to hubby, you know, I don't like that when you do that. It's just kind of, ugh. Just it, it, it rubs me the wrong way. I if my wife said that to me, I'd be like, Oh well first of all it'd be kind of a weird, a sudden change of heart, but I'd be like, Okay, cool. And I would respect that. And I would hope she would do the same. So when your yeah, husband's like, I, I hear think- you wife, and continues doing it, that's kind of a poke at her i would think a little bit yeah
1: i think that he's being a dick but i mean i don't really know why he's probably grappling with his own mortality he has some sort of fantasy in his mind that somehow he could have sex with these young women in some way or another he's too tacky to keep that in his own head he doesn't sound like he's being he's acting wonderfully but i mean i certainly wouldn't um you know say it means anything more than that he's just being impolite and, you know, allowing his arrogance to possibly take over. Who knows? If you mention the hot guy yourself, you may get really into it. Like, there's something like the number one Googled porn term is hot wife. I mean, he might like that idea of you liking that other guy. It's like a big thing among male fantasy.
0: Or, you know, he most likely would not take that the next step of like, oh, tell me more about that. But it would just introduce a level of, what's the word? Naughtiness, dirtiness, whatever, to the. To the relationship that may be a little titillating to him and if he sees you checking out some dude he may smack you on the butt and say you know dirty girl and that's it done but it, it introduces a level of fun and playfulness that yeah, i think is it missing could
1: be that that's what he's trying to do in a best case scenario he's trying to be somewhat uh you know sexually interesting or dynamic and change it up in some way who knows
0: i wonder what you he would do i wonder what he would do nancy if he took a if you took a page from my wife's playbook and ran over to the to the window to see what he was looking at and said yeah i can see what you're looking at she's not bad looking at all he'd probably be like what <laughs> okay where would this nancy come from but it might take him aback and uh, i don't know maybe food for conversation um, and she says greetings from germany so willkommen nancy my wife's from Germany so there you go um whereabouts in germany maybe by you the way maybe
1: your wife maybe that's who he was looking at out the window if your wife is from germany that
0: makes no sense to me i think that's a bit of a stretch <laughs> oh uh, here's a topic oh this is a good one thank you adnor from youtube shit tests dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Samantha says, they don't exist, guys. Stop with the shit test nonsense. And Ralph says, oh, yeah, they exist. So let's hash it out here. When you think shit tests, what are you thinking when they say that?
1: Well, in my podcast, I said shit tests are a myth, except for women who have borderline personality, in which who are actually doing that. So, I mean, that's who's doing it. And men who have borderline personality or narcissistic personality, people with personality disorders test people constantly. This is just who they are. But the average person does not do such a thing. They don't think about it. They they just like, don't think about that. But the people on the internet who have been uh, cheated on, so I also have a post that says most women don't cheat because the rates of women cheating are very low. So 87% of women are not cheating. But that 13% is a lot of human beings and, that, and most of those people are pretty disordered. Because for a woman to turn away from her kids and her life and her naturally lowered sex drive and monogamy and go screw around with some guy and lie about it, makes her a pretty disordered person you know and so those are necessarily going to be the people who would also do the shit tests etc etc there's obviously fucked up people there's also murderers you know but like it's not the majority of people
0: let me take it from a more broader perspective everyone tests everyone in some way if you're looking for it i i often give this example you're hired you're hired at a new job and in the interview process, the boss says, um, you're never going to have to work weekends. Okay. So I could just, you have my word and you're like, good. Cause you know, I took away from my last job. I had to work weekends and it took away from my family. I almost lost my marriage over this. And he's like, yeah, we, we don't do that to our employees. You don't have to work weekends. Cool. And then two weeks into the job, he's like, I'm gonna need you to come in on Saturday. And you're like, uh, how do you respond to that? Do you say, uh, Hey, Mr. Bossman, remember our chat two weeks ago? Remember our deal? If this is the deal, I'm going to have to shake hands and say, this isn't for me. I'm sorry. Versus, oh, okay, I guess I will. And then you come in on Saturday and you're like, where's everybody else at? And you realize you're the only one, you and the boss who showed up because everybody else said no. Shit test failed. He wanted to see what you're made of. And the test was, this guy doesn't have the balls to say no. Everybody else did. But guess what? This is the guy who's going to bend over backwards to do whatever I tell him to do. And I probably won't even have to give him a raise. He'll just do it. So. Shit yes, test to fail. That's, you that's how we look at these things.
1: The majority of people don't really do that shit. You know, I mean, they really don't. If they need you on Saturday. They call you to come on Saturday. The majority of the world is not living in office space, you know? So, I mean, people tend to say what they mean. So, if a woman says to the guy, like, do you think that she's hot? Do you think she's hotter than me? This is like either a very young, drunk, dramatic woman with some borderline tendencies or something that doesn't really exist because most people in healthy marriages are more like Nancy over here, where the guy is like actively saying weird shit and she don't even say anything because she doesn't want to cause a problem. The average human being does not like conflict and thrive with drama they really don't that's the average securely attached person which is still the average at least half people are securely attached and then it's the minorities are uh, avoidant and then preoccupied but most people do not want to cause a bunch of shit. they really don't the people that do are what you call the vocal minority so everybody's heard of or seen a girl act like that but it's really in no way representative of the, of, the, of of what's normal or what's happening.
0: I I think the disconnect here is that you are framing it as an overt, purposeful thing that the person is doing in order to get a rise out of you to see how you react. And I agree that is like highly dysfunctional. Right. Who the hell would do that? Well, I interpret it and what men interpret it in general is society, women in particular, just doing things. And we go, oh, this is one of those moments where I could turn left or right here. What do I do? We, we we're men are so analytical and so trying to fix and figure out everything. We're little engineers, you know, we're, we're kind of spectrum-y in that way. And so when boss says come in on Saturday, we go, oh, this is my moment. I can stick up for myself or I can say, yes, sir, and show him that, you know, I'm a hard, committed worker. Or is he going to treat me as a pushover? Oh, this is one of those test moments. Which way do I go, left or right? And what we've noticed is we seem to have a lot of those kind of moments from our loved one. From our, And she doesn't mean to be mean half the time. Maybe she does if she's one of these borderline types or whatever. But this is one of those moments. Do I turn left or right? Am I going to be a pushovery guy? Am I going to be a sweet guy? Am I going to be a, uh, an asshole? Or am I, uh, that's how we interpret right. all
1: these things. You know who thinks like that? Anxious people. Anxious people think yes. like that. And separately, anxious attachment people think like that. So either people with actual clinical, social, or generalized anxiety. So like somebody with social anxiety. They'll say... You know, um, I, like, I, I talked to my friend. My friend invited me out for a beer. I can't go out for a beer tonight. What do I do? It's going to ruin the friendship. He's going to get a different friend. What do I do? I know he was looking at me. I know when I said it, I didn't even say yes or no right away. I probably already ruined the friendship. Meanwhile, the guy, just he just, just kind of said, hey, you want to go for a beer? It doesn't give a shit if the guy says yes or no. So it's the same thing. These guys will come into couples counseling, the anxiously attached guys. They'll say, well, you know, there was a decisive moment, like what you're talking about, Ralph. There was a fork in the road. She asked me if I wanted to come to the gym with her. And I didn't know what to say. Because I knew that to her. If I said yes, it would mean this. And if I said no, it was that. And I turned to her and she's like, wait what like i asked you when did i i asked you to go to the gym she doesn't even remember that it happened but because he's so anxious about it he tells himself he's the hero in this building's roman and it's a fork in the road and it's like she don't even remember the thing so this is also a hallmark of anxiety to think that there are shit tests and in general tests everywhere if you don't it if if you don't if you learn in therapy or otherwise not to see other people as potential antagonists and aggressors and testers magically all these shit tests just kind of evaporate
0: i do i do find myself saying quite honest or quite often to guys rather dude it's no biggie dude it's no biggie okay. i say that quite a bit to men that I'm talking to, like, the other day, blah, 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 blah. My wife said this, the boss said that. yeah, dude, that's no biggie. That happens quite often. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure. You're right. It's born, much of this is born out of anxiety. And who do you and I talk to a lot? A lot of anxious individuals, for sure. A lot of anxious people. Uh, Oh, we got a big one here, Mr. David. Uh, Married 29 years. David from Facebook says... Pardon me while I burp. Married, 29 years, no sexual intimacy for the last eight years. Oh, she doesn't understand why I still want to be intimate. She claims that the act is not necessary for a good marriage.
1: I don't understand either. It's been 29 years, eight, eight years, no sex. I don't understand it either, quite honestly, but continue.
0: (laughs) We've been <laughs> we have been to a marriage therapist eleven years ago for about one year. Well, that didn't really click. At that time, we had only been intimate once in the past seven years. Okay, so this is just dead of deader than dead. Yeah, bedroom. Dead, deader than
1: deader than dead,
0: dead, dead. He encouraged us to have more intimacy. Yeah, that'll do it. And she agreed, and we had a good and special a date that ended with a mutually great sexual experience. So a one one off deal unfortunately the next day she was upset with me as to why i was in such a good mood <laughs> she didn't think that i should need intimacy to be in such a good mood oh god now that i give this to you you're in a good mood that shouldn't be that way you shouldn't be so dependent upon your your sexuality mister so shaming you for being to... this i'm sorry how
1: old is this man and why is he still in this relationship
0: David, that's the ultimate question here, buddy. At the very end of all this, we could continue reason- reading. You're basically selling us on something. You're selling us on the fact that your wife is a kind of a broken individual, especially when it comes to being a wife. I'm sorry, that's mean of me to say, but she's something's going on, and it, it ain't good. And either you two are just wildly mismatched, or she's got issues, or you got issues. That it's just it, this ain't good. Um, yeah, it's, she was, yeah, she was she was she was raised was in a very strict to- religious household. Um, she admits she rebelled against her very strict father who said that sex was only for marriage and procreation. So she's got a lot of childhood baggage that has colored her, what you're and seeing. And she right had now.
1: a lot of childhood baggage in being a rescuer because there was red flags about this. It was a red flag factory and they are locked in this codependent thing and this man needs some sort of um, individual help. And there is this no coming back from this one. It is not going to, she's postmenopausal now, I'm sure. And there's, it's never going to turn into a good intimate life with this kind of history.
0: Another way to look at this, David, there's a large group of men that exist out there, believe it or not, who decades ago, decades ago into this kind of relationship would Would have have said, Ooh, this is, this ain't good. Sorry, sweetheart. It's been nice knowing you, no hard feelings. I love you, but this ain't going to work out. And that is a perfectly healthy way of looking at this. What? And here's the key: What is it, David? That is so different from those guys and you. Why do they have that mindset and you have the complete polar opposite? That's what you got to look at and go. Look
1: into your family of origin, David. David, look into your family of origin, my friend. There's no way you did not see this enabling and martyrdom tendency. At least one parent. You are yourself to the cross here, and you had to have seen it somewhere. And I think that that is what you should have as a takeaway.
0: There you go, and moving on from Facebook. Mr. Ken says, "Is there any point in, tr- in is there any point in trying if partner dismisses my concern of our drifting apart? Dead bedroom. She sleeps in another room. Ouch. No sex even on the occasion of our thirty fifth anniversary. Numbers are very telling here. Uh, she chose to go out of town to reconnect with the strange sisters. I'm at the end of options. She checked out." isn't that basically it yeah she checked out she's saying ken i don't want you no more buddy
1: yeah you can live the rest of your life happy leave find somebody else your kids are out of the house
0: what are you staying for yeah what i hear from a lot of these stories like with david and ken is if we were to listen probably to ken's story we would hear probably a dozen more such moments of being pushed away get away from me the proverbial push away. Get away. I'm going to my sister's. No, I don't want to sleep next to you. No, don't touch me. No, 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 Push away, push away, push away. And yet you keep pursuing and hanging on, you know, like the little dog hanging on the on the leg, just don't want to let go. And the person's just shaking you off saying, no, beat it, beat it, beat it. And eventually you got to take the hint, Ken. And um, again, it's a sad might-
1: situation. They're both in sad situations, but thankfully they're still alive. Life is long and you can... You could leave, you could find somebody else, you did your time, you raised your kids, you're a good man, now it's time to get out and try to find something else, you know?
0: Sean has a good, I think this is, he says she, I believe he's referring to you. Is she aware that there are surveys that show that female infidelity is much higher than the general social survey? Nobody's I be- ever
1: linked me to one yet that made any sense. They link me to a New York Post article that says that women think about cheating more than people think. That's literally what it says, something like that. There is absolutely no, and there will never be any research showing that women engage in more sexual affairs than men because women have far, far lower testosterone levels than men. Men like to go out and take risks and have sex with people much, much more than women do who are at home taking care of their children, balancing their work, and whether they have to do the laundry, and what their horoscope says that day, and whether they want to get that pair of shoes from DSW. That is what the average woman is thinking about. She's not going to Starbucks and thinking, I want to have sex with that man. Every man that goes into Starbucks and sees a hot woman thinks, I want to have sex with that woman. Who do you think is going to cheat more? This is just so ridiculous. Of course men cheat more. Every (laughs) study says it because it only makes sense. Men are evolutionarily predisposed to want to spread their seed. Women have only a limited amount of babies they can have. So they have much more parental investment in each one. Every, there is no way that it is different because it is not different and no study ever says it's different.
0: I agree with you 100%. But there is a, uh, a growing sentiment, um, a, a, a building library of material out there from women, from women, saying... The overall theme of sexuality in the history of the modern history of mankind has been skewed to be very man centric, saying men love sex, women not so much. And oh boy, that is not true. And they will point to um, a lot of things such as um, who is it that is requesting open marriages more, men or women? And I often cite that there was a survey done by a website called openminded.com, which surveyed 100%. some 60. 60- 60,000 couples and it was women saying i'm interested in going and exploring outside of this relationship go ahead oh,
1: yes i've read all these books as you by wednesday martin and what women want and all of this stuff that shows that female sex drive drops within of me but women still value the family unit and they want to stay married so if their sex drive drops well lots of shit happens your boobs drop too you know so you know that's just life and that is how the women think about it most women oh yes that was then this is now that was honeymoon stage. Now we're older. Now I have kids. Now we'll have sex, you know, but it's not going to be like it used to be. And that is what it is. That is the most common sentiment from women.
0: But it doesn't is just, oh,
1: I want to go screw some other guy and potentially ruin my family, limit my access to my children, and get uh, basically vilified by everybody that I know for being a whore. That is not what the average woman chooses to do. <laughs> That's and true. The, the reason average woman they're know. choosing open marriages is because it's the, often the last stand before divorce. They don't want to get divorced. They want to keep the relationship together and but they actually do want to get divorced. So women of course initiate divorce more and everybody knows that. And I'll never disagree with that, because that is actual data. That's the statistics. But often women try that as kind of the last gasp, you know, could it we could we potentially somehow make this more exciting in some kind of a way, you know, before we separate And and some people that are in the lifestyle do like it, but most people,
0: I would agree, most people do not. But I also don't, I don't think it's fair to say that is indicative of row, this woman's about ready to divorce. Um, I have definitely heard those scenarios. What the the worst scenario I hear, which is unfortunately not that uncommon is, um, I actually already have a man picked out and, uh, we've already kind of formed an emotional bond and I'm feeling really guilty over this husband. You ever thought about an open relationship? Good news. New boyfriend. It's, it's on now. Um, that's bad scenario. I have heard that. Um, but I have been hearing from women. I'm getting a lot more uh, direct messages from ladies saying, um, if I, if I touch on something about non-monogamy, if I touch on something about um, a, a lot of women are realizing that maybe the monogamous relationship lowers their libido and they feel more alive outside of the monogamous relationship, I'm, I'm getting messages from women saying, thank you for bringing this up. Um, I approached my husband about our dwindling sex life, and he's been very frustrated, and I've been very frustrated and I've told him I want to start exploring with others and he has really sh- and he has really shamed me for that and I feel bad yeah, about it, blah blah blah.
1: Do you watch Easy? There's like some TV show Easy, and it's exactly the storyline. It's three seasons. You got to watch the first episode of season one, then two, then three. Their sex life is boring. She's the higher earner. He's a stay-at-home dad. She insists that she's still attracted to him when she's not. And um, and the reason I say that is because that's what they bring up in the show. And then eventually they open the marriage because they both want to make it exciting again. After she tries to make it actually exciting, dressing up, whatever. He's not that adventurous. And then. Basically, in the last thing, they're kind of sitting on the side of their beds, each, each um, you know, messaging to their open marriage partners. And we kind of get the you know, the moral of the story is this did not bring them any closer together. But that is a common kind of scenario that I see, you know. So, you so,
0: so if I'm understanding, to summarize, um, do women cheat as much as men? No. Um, are women... While they are married and in a monogamous relationship, are they more apt to see their sex drive fall as a result of, that's probably too strong of words, um, one of the big pieces for what is it that makes my sex drive fall? A big portion of that puzzle is because I'm in a long-term monogamous relationship. Once I'm in that things the dial just naturally starts getting turned down a little bit. Okay, so we admit to that. And then we admit to, and some of these women go as far as to say, maybe we should try the open marriage thing. Okay, Um, then is it such a big step to say that we're seeing a growing number of women stepping outside of their marriage? Maybe that number is maybe they're catching up to the men.
1: But I don't think we are because, I mean, I, I don't see it and the statistics don't show it. The reality is, I think there's a difference in how people understand it. The sex, like, okay, so you know how you're married, right? And you may, like, say other women are pretty and whatever. But you've turned something down that, like, makes you want to approach other women. You kind of turn that dial down, right? So women do that, but it's for sex drive altogether. It's basically, it comes down within monogamy, so you don't just sit there and, like, think about like other men that you could have sex with because like why would you do that you know you you're like you want to be married so you if anything you try to think about ways to be more romantic with your husband maybe have a drink like buy some lingerie something to spice things up but you don't try to turn the dial back up because that would be considered a risk to the marriage women don't also initiate open marriages and all these things when the kids are little When they couldn't get out if they wanted to get out you know there's a stage what really happens is it's honeymoon stage when you're dating this is the most common trajectory honeymoon stage one and a half to three years then the couple you know gets married she gets pregnant, you know? So everything dials down. She's in a totally different mode where she's obsessed with the kids, which is genetically and biologically correct for that stage a newborn, a baby, a toddler. Then she has another baby. Then she may have another baby. And so then at some point, yes, of course, their sex life ends up worse. But there was a million factors, including the antidepressant she's probably on by that time. (laughs) And the fact that he's not really very romantic or exciting. And the fact that she's 10 fucking years older. Mm. You know, so there are a million variables here. But yes, monogamy is certainly one of them. But it's certainly not so cut and dry.
0: Any thoughts on the survey that came out? I did a couple of different little videos about it that shows when they surveyed and said, uh, are you happy? You know, scale of one to 10. And then they plotted out and said, okay, amongst all these types of people at different stages in their life, who is the happiest? And it turned out that the happiest were um, women who were not married with no children. Does that surprise you? No. (laughs) Not
1: at all. I mean, it's like the title of the book by Jennifer Senior um, about parenthood. It's called All Joy and No Fun. (laughs) read it your guys would like yes. it if you read it if you recommended it to your coaching clients but it really gives a good summary of the parenting experience it is so massively stressful you know to have kids and balance a job and all of these sorts of things people that don't have kids and aren't married i mean it's like what are you doing you're working which may be fulfilling you're doing your hobbies which may be fulfilling Most people don't choose it because they want to have a genetic legacy. They find some depth in that, some life meaning. But in terms of day-to-day happiness, most people rated um, mopping over childcare when they did surveys years ago that were reviewed in that book, among other things. You know, just regular household tasks, which are onerous, were still less stressful than childcare. So it's not the marriage thing. It's, It's just the kid piece that's very stressful.
0: Well, but a lot of women point to, no, actually being married to a man is very, very stressful because a lot of, not all, but a lot of men are like, take care of me, wife, take care of the home, take care of, and I know you're thinking, well, in today's day and age, you see it more egalitarian, but there are still pockets in this country and in the world where that's not the case.
1: Well, if you're with some guy like that, then sure, I guess that could be true. But women that are with those kind of guys who are super traditional are then also having children. So, I mean, you really can't disentangle.
0: Yeah. Yeah, true, and uh, but there's also the uh, the the, comp- or the group of people, um, older women who are widows. And we know that statistics so
1: happy, man. They are just making oh, yeah. like, their best fucking <laughs> life. There always used to be so many widows too, because there were no dating apps. There was like a lot of like uh weird stuff around you can't have sex again. So there were like all these like super happy widows, like I'm sure you had in your family, I had in my family, like people just the husband died, and then you lived on for like 20, 30 years taking care of your grandkids, go to bingo. Like it was like totally the dream because you have no sex drive anymore. So you don't want to have sex. And so women were more also, there were like extended kin networks. So grandmother, the aunt, all these people would be widows, like happy, merry widow club, you know, and people were happy. At a certain point, you know, the evolutionary reason, the hypothesis behind why women live longer than men is to take care of their grandchildren, because Mm -hmm. grandchildren have in in lower income or uh, areas do better when a grandparent is involved, because it's like a Mm -hmm. surrogate parent. It's like having another parent on your side, you know, taking care of you. So yeah, that is what women wanna do. And I see this among a lot of clients, the woman wants to be inextricably involved in the, cho- in the grandchildren's lives. And the husband was like, I thought we were gonna travel. And she's like, travel? We just had a grandchild, what are you talking about? So that's why I encourage people very much to talk about their hopes for the empty nester years so that they're not at cross purposes.
0: And does the stat that uh, widow women tend to remarry at a much lower rate than widower men does that widower not...
1: men it's like instant they like replace them like fast
0: and does that not does that not point to the innate uh, uh, anxiety producing nature of a marriage even though post kids it could be 20 30 years after kids that woman looks back and says do i want to remarry and do that again Ugh. i think i'll just enjoy my life
1: Yes, there are many women and they are the more avoidant women. Like I have a podcast. Oh, many avoidant partners would be relieved if you initiated divorce because then they get to be alone. There are many people who just do not want to be with somebody. You know, they just don't. They had a genetic feeling like this, this pressure. They wanted kids. There's only one way to get them. Really? You know, you got to get married. They didn't articulate that but they knew they wanted the family and kids but they got it so now what are they dealing with him like bothering them for sex all the time it seems obscene to them at that juncture and if people feel that way then often the best thing to do is to split
0: so we're saying there is a good chunk of the population that got married had kids simply because they wanted that that family unit they they that their their goal is the domestic Yeah. Not necessarily. I'm so in love with this man over here. I can't wait to make children with him. He's my knight in shining armor.
1: Marriage was always completely orthogonal with love, like in Shakespearean times. And before that, right. You would have a love with your affair partner, with your great love, but marriage was to cement your dynasty and the future of your offspring. People want to make babies. They want to pass down their genetic material. Even asexual people want to have a baby. You know, you don't think about it. You don't parse it out. Remember being 20? You're an idiot at 20. Everybody is. So you just think, oh, like attach, attach. And what the attachment means is I want to pass down my genetic material. They don't separate out. Do I love this man? Am I in love with this man? Am I good? Nobody thinks like that. They think, man, like life, baby, wedding. Yay, yay. You know, that's what your id does.
0: Does it concern you at all or has it been expressed to you at all that much of what we're talking about, the tone Can be construed by a large portion of the population dare i say mostly men as being very anti-marriage in general
1: oh yeah all these guys uh, threaten promise me that they're opting out of the marriage market in my comments and i'm like bye (laughs) you know like there's not going to be any funeral parades like for you leaving you know if men do not want to be married they should definitively not get married why so there could be like children of divorce unwanted children why would anybody get married who doesn't want to get married dropping marriage rates all right you know people don't want to get married why should they have to get married if they don't want to be married so there could be more miserable conflictual chaotic homes for kids doesn't make any
0: sense well you know you and i are in agreement in that but there's a giant cohort of people who would say this is the next fall of rome i've mentioned that to you before where i've even
1: heard this the fall of rome
0: the, the marriage rates dropping the, the 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 fertility rates and the you know far fewer babies being born uh oh um, you know even have the Elon Musk's of the world saying that this is uh, an existential crisis for the human race that we're not we're not uh, he's reproducing white. <laughs> well he has like 12 of his own kids so he's doing his own he, he, doing he's his work doing on his own yeah doing but, his part. Yeah. but you trying to, you know see it from the male perspective of uh why do I get with this woman? Because I love her more than anything in the world. Uh, number one, there's the sexual attraction. There's the emotional, the intellectual. I want to take care of her. I want to I want to make babies with her. This is all wonderful. And for him to hear somebody saying, you know, throughout history, the only reason that that woman was with you most likely is because she wanted to procreate. And that's she- the
1: reason. Loves her so much. That's the reason he looks for the waist to hip ratio. From
0: uh, and, yeah, exactly the fertility the cues is. and all that other stuff. Yeah, um, there's
1: many guys that that minimize their own biology and they put themselves on a pedestal as you know the second coming of Romeo and like they're just as d- pulled around by their dick as the woman is by her ovaries.
0: But but the, but the thing is that uh, if, if society is getting to the point where we are. Uh, removing some of that lovey-dovey component. I don't know how to, how to explain this better. And we're, we're, we're putting it down to the biological component of this, of, sir, the only reason you're with this woman is because of her waist-to-hip ratio and the fertility, and, and you, you want to reproduce, whether you know it you know, consciously or not, deep down in your biological program, and that's why you are pursuing that little hot young thing over there. Um, and then if men are like, oh, Well, that's the only reason. If she's only with me because of, and she can't wait to get rid of me, and if she dies, she'll never remarry because I'm that much of a stress on her, then maybe I'll take my- Any man who
1: thinks like I shouldn't be married. Any man who thinks like I shouldn't be married because people need to be able to hold multiple competing thoughts in their head at one time, such as I could, for example, I want my children to survive because that is my biological programming. I should also be able to love my children for their little individual personalities and who they are. I mean, that's called being a human being, is we can understand things on multiple levels all at once. And that's what seems to elude many commenters, you know, like it's very black and white. It's very either or. Of course, you could be in love with your wife. Of course, you could think about her as wonderful and she could think about you as wonderful and you could feel like soulmates. Also, there are biological imperatives.
0: But then uh, going back to some of our previous commenters, you know, I haven't had sexual intercourse for so many years. I have lost that intimate connection. There is a, a, a chorus of people out there that would say, suck it up, dude. Quit thinking with your penis. You got kids. Look at the little things. Don't you love them? Don't you want to have an intact home? Don't you have this? Don't you have that? Don't you have the career? Well,
1: at, at a certain level, that is correct, you know, to stay together to see if things get better when you have little kids. Certainly go to counseling and stuff. Where it starts to not make any sense and where we weed out the securely attached guys from the super preoccupied guys is when the kids even leave the house. Some of these guys are still thinking something's going to come back and obsessing over the relationship man you did it you raised them to adulthood you know or near adulthood it's done good job and now it's time to like maybe turn your mind somewhere else there is certainly if you still have young kids at home that's a major motivator people work harder in couples counseling when they have kids
0: but then we have the then we have the old proverbial tipping point all right, little Billy and Susie are three, four, five, eight, ten. To at what point do I say, "All right, enough's enough"? Here, this is—I I have enough evidence to go on that this relationship is going to be broken. And is there is there a tipping point where it goes from how how can I best minimize the the the, the 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 emotional and mental damage to these children that a that a broken home will inevitably cause? And which goes to this Carolina's comment here on Facebook: How bad is divorce on children, and what are the consequences on the kids? And what's the impact short-term, long-term? Well, that's a...
1: I have a question. lot about that, Carolyn. I've written a book about that on Amazon, How to Talk to Your Kids About Your Divorce, so anybody can read that. Um, the The fact of the matter, and I will have to go after this question because I do have to go to pick up, speaking of kids, but um, the fact of the matter are... Uh, Short. It's very dependent on the child. It's dependent on how amicable the split is, how it is handled among the parents. Obviously, it's going to be a trauma for the children. That goes without saying. It's a huge change for them. You can't minimize that. However... The best case is to go into two amicable, happy homes. If you can go from a home with fighting to two amicable homes, then that can even be better for the kids. People that grew up in very dysfunctional homes remember begging parents to divorce because the fighting would stop. So a situation like that, in fact, is better for the children. A situation where the parents are keeping it together, then it is not better for the children. But the parents do count as human beings philosophically. So, you know, you don't want to remain miserable forever and if you can ameliorate some of the negative impacts then that's as good as you can do it is an individual decision when to stay or when to go based on a million variables that one could uh, talk about forever and far longer than this zero seconds that i have
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right well we'll wrap it up then thank you miss samantha appreciate appreciate you we thank we you time, for your time
1: can have a cancellation i'll tell you maybe we could talk live. yes
0: and thank you uh, everyone to-
1: out or does that ruin something with recording
0: I think you're just fine I'll exit out right now so thank you everyone for attending and participating in your comments appreciate every last one of you thank you guys Bye, everybody. Have a good thank you Samantha bye-bye if you're listening to this you're probably a guy who is interested in self-improvement you probably consume a lot of information like these podcasts YouTube videos audiobooks courses everything you can to learn more and help you become the best man that you can be and if you're like a lot of men there's something still missing well i can tell you what that missing thing probably is quality time with other men that are on the same mission as you some of you probably have casual relationships with your fellow soccer dads or the occasional beer with guys from the neighborhood but none of them seem to be on the same page as you am i right They seem content with their shitty marriages, their shitty jobs, and their expanding waistlines. They have all but given up. You find yourself talking to them about the same football teams, listening to their stories about their subpar home life, and you're getting to the point where you dread hanging around them. Well, the good news is that we have assembled a group of men just like you. We call our group the DSO Fraternity. We have live Zoom meetings that are hosted by yours truly, along with the other members of the DSO team. We have a very active private discussion forum, a Discord server for our lifetime members, a members-only podcast, access to my books in audiobook and PDF format at no extra charge, discounts on -on one-on-one coaching with myself and other members of the team, discounts on our video courses, and access to our in-person gatherings. We have met in Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Australia, Amsterdam, and soon in New Orleans. So check it out, the DSO Fraternity at dsofraternity.com. We have monthly, annual, and lifetime membership options available. I think you will find our group is the missing piece of the puzzle that you have been looking for.